Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Honolulu, Hawaii, with my new friend Claire Tack of Claire'sHoliday.com. She escaped to Hawaii after the lockdowns ended and never left. She believes that the island's relaxed, happy aloha culture is truly something special. In this episode, Claire and I talk about taking the Cocoa Head hike, exploring the Makapu'u Lighthouse, and learning about Hawaiian history at the Iolani Palace. You hear about these three amazing experiences, plus so much more. If you know someone that wants to visit Hawaii, I'd love it if you shared this episode with them. The show notes and our one-page guide of Claire's tips are available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Honolulu. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Using airline miles and hotel points makes travel affordable, but keeping track of all those loyalty programs can be a challenge. That's why I use AwardWalt to track my miles and points balances, reservations, and special goodies like free hotel night certificates and airline companion passes. Having everything in one easy-to-use dashboard helps ensure that I don't lose any rewards and makes logging into my accounts super easy. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash AwardWallet to start your free account. Hey, Claire, welcome to the show. Hi, Lee. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. I know. It was so cool meeting you in Orlando at FinCon. When I met you, I'm like, okay, yeah, we, we definitely got to talk about Honolulu. You know, one of the most popular destinations. A lot of people want to go to Hawaii and everything like that, especially winter's coming. So I'm like, ah, oh, that's, that's awesome. Let's have you on the show. Yeah, most definitely. What's your connection to the Honolulu? So my sister was living here for the last two years and lockdowns had just ended and I hadn't seen her in a while. She was like, Hey, you should come to Hawaii. And I was living in Oakland at the time. And I was like, yeah, I'm there. So I came here and I just sort of never left. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah, especially, uh, I know Southwest, like just in the last couple of years launched their new flights to Hawaii. So I'm sure it was like a pretty simple and easy flight to get over there. Right. Oh, totally. I love Southwest. I also got an Alaska card because they go straight from Oakland into Honolulu as well. Even though I never use it anymore, I'm just all about Southwest now. And then obviously Hawaiian Airlines too. Okay. So you've been there for about a year and a half. If you had to describe like the people or like the city in like just a couple of words, how would you do that? I would say the city is refreshing and the people are very relaxed. Yeah. The, you know, you always hear about like the Hawaiian vibes, right? Like the, Hey, what's up? You know, just kind of chilling out and everything. And so that, I'm sure that's kind of your experience, right? Yeah, totally. But you know what though? I will say that after I moved here, I mean, I had visited before plenty of times, but when you're visiting versus when you live here, it kind of gives you a different perspective when I had moved here, I was so surprised at how busy it is. I mean, it really is. There are parts of Honolulu that it really is like a little New York City in and of itself. And, you know, there's so many condos and high rises going up now that, you know, there's a lot of noise and construction and things like that, too. So it's just something to to consider. Like I, I when I first moved here, I was living kind of in the midst of all of that. And then I had moved away like literally one mile up, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, just further away from the beach and more into the neighborhood. And it made a big difference. 
For sure. Yeah. And I think one of those things that, you know, there may be a lot of noise now when that construction is going on, but it's all temporary. Right. So, and a lot of people that come to visit, they're probably staying out on the resort near the beach and the crashing waves and like the breezes that kind of muffle all those sounds anyways. <laughs> right. <laughs> so if people are planning the trip, like you said, whether you're coming from you know, Oakland where you live or, you know, I'm, I'm in Nashville, you know, Southwest and Alaska and pretty much every airline flies over there to Honolulu, right? You'd be surprised. There, It depends on where you live, like you said, but I know that folks that live in the East Coast, so like New York City, uh, the tri-state area, they tend to gravitate to Hawaiian Airlines because it takes you directly there. And it's a long flight. I think it's like 10 hours or something like that. So Hawaiian is great for that. If you live more on the West Coast or even in the Southwest region where Southwest is pretty big, you can just hop on any of those flights. But unless you're like right on the West Coast, like you will have to endure like a layover. So, you know, just prepare for that. But I would say just based on my experience, Southwest flights have been pretty reasonable in terms of just like the best time of year to visit, just, you know, crowd wise and weather wise, I would suggest like fall. Fall is great. You know, winter is actually really great too, because it cools down to maybe like 80 every day, as opposed to 85 <laughs> in the summer. I know it's it's like only five degrees. It sounds so stupid, but it makes such a big difference because you're, you know, in the mornings, it can be especially cooler. So like 70s, you can go on those hikes, you can walk on the beach, and there's less people. It's just a, like a more peaceful experience, less hectic, I would say, and, you know, less crowds at the airport, things like that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, because I, I have two kids. And obviously, they're in, they have school years, you know, that we have to kind of travel around and everything. And so, like I said, if you travel there in the fall, if you have that opportunity, you're not going to have to deal with a lot of those crowds of like the the families and everything that, that are coming there when it's not during school year. Yeah. And definitely summer is peak season. It's crowds everywhere you go, you know, long lines. The prices are higher as well. Yeah. In terms of flights, but I get it, you know, like not everybody has the luxury to go during off, off season, but yeah, fall is great. And then um, spring is also a great time to visit as well. Yeah, just avoid those like that spring break week if you can, right? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unless unless you like it and you you know you want to hang out with college kids on the beach, then yeah, yeah, I guess that, that, college, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, are there certain festivals uh, that that you really like that maybe somebody wants to to travel there and, and visit that? Yeah, so there's there's things going on seasonally, as I'm sure there you know there is in any season uh, in any big city, but. In the summers, they have festivals uh, like the Honolulu Night Market, where it's basically just like a street fair where you can like grab food and drinks and and just sort of walk around and look at, you know, crafts and things that are uh, made here locally in, in Honolulu. And then just in terms of Fourth of July, for example, there's a huge fireworks show that they do every year. And people go nuts over that stuff. Um, so they come to the beach in Waikiki. They, they lay out their picnic blankets. Um, they have food and, and beverages. And they just kind of enjoy. It's a, it's like a total family-friendly thing to do. And then if you happen to come in the winter and you're here for New Year's Eve, 
fireworks is a huge, huge, big deal here. Nice. <laughs> Even though it's illegal, Hawaiians, the, the locals here, they, they go nuts over it. So it's a big deal. People, they just kind of hang on like, you know, where the freeway overpass is? Like they just find a spot there in their cars. Uh, you know, they put their blankets out in the back of their trucks and they just watch it. And um, it's insane. Like it goes on until like 3.30 in the morning or something. Oh, wow. My my dog would freak out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I had no idea until my first year when my sister was like, oh, yeah, it's a thing here. So I thought that was uh, kind of interesting. Also, another really nice thing to do in the winter. It's not necessarily a festival, but there's a huge Christmas tree um, in downtown Honolulu. And, um, you know, they have all these lights and decorations and they have like these like kids come and they do performances and they sing. And um, so there's things like that to do seasonally. And then uh, like one thing I was reading about, there's like, I guess there's like a really nice farmer's market. Like I've, I've been talking to some of my other guests recently and they've been talking about farmer's markets. And I think it's one of those great things that you can do. Like you can get the, some local produce and just kind of get some of the local treats and everything like that as well. Yes. And I think just, me being a traveler and seeing the world, it's kind of like my go-to thing that I do in, in every city um, that I visit. And I think it's such a great way to just understand the lay of the land, what kind of food they eat, you know, just kind of what they sell. And so the Diamond Head Farmer's Market goes on every Saturday. It's actually pretty short. It's only from 7.30 in the morning to around 11-ish. You got to get there within that window but it's the biggest and, in my opinion, the best farmer's market on the island. And I've been to all the other ones. They're much smaller. So this one, they sell everything from like hot food to like Hawaiian lunch plates. Um, they sell like uh, musubis. So if you like spam, it's like a big thing here where um, it's like spam, rice, and then wrapped with seaweed. And people call them musubis, but they're called musubis. I was corrected on that <laughs> first <laughs> when I first moved here. So uh, please remember that if you ever come to visit. And then there, you know, there's there's also uh, tons of other types of food, sandwiches. There's Mexican food, coffee, things like that. And then you can also get a taste of the local fruits and veggies here. And I would suggest to get an apple banana. Those are really interesting. <laughs> Is it like a like? the tree was kind of like blended together and created these you know, Frankenstein like fruit. Is that what it is? <laughs> you know, I remember I did Google it once, but um, I can't fully remember exactly, but like, I guess they're sort of like plantains. So they're like smaller, fatter bananas, but then they taste more tart like apples. Interesting. Yeah. So th I would definitely suggest getting an apple banana if you ever come to the farmer's market and they sell them everywhere, by the way. Oh, nice. Yeah. We'll definitely have to check that out. Let's take a step back for a second. Like we talked about a little bit as far as like the you know, flying over, uh, we're going to fly into Honolulu. I think of all the different islands, that's probably one of the biggest islands that, I mean, one of the biggest airports that most people are going to fly into. And then from there, how do we actually get from the airport to the city? Do we rent a car? Do we take ride share? Is there public transportation? How do we do that? I would say there's a couple of different ways to get from the airport into Waikiki. One is the public bus. It comes in pretty frequently right into the airport. And I think it costs $2.50 or $3 to get into uh, Waikiki. 
So that's a super inexpensive way to do it. Most people, though, they just call an Uber or a Lyft. And there's a special section at the airport. There's signs everywhere where it says, you know, stand here for, for ride share. Yeah, I would say most people just kind of do the, the Uber Lyft thing. Okay. And from what I was reading, that it seems like if you want to stay in the, the kind of the core of the city and just kind of maybe relax at your hotel and do a couple of things, it's probably easier to do that way. But if you really want to kind of explore the island and, and, and drive around, your best bet is to get a car. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Hawaii, the bus system is okay. And like, if you're going to be in the main hub, which is like kind of near the mall, there's a big mall. Everybody knows about it. It's called Ala Moana Mall. And then obviously Waikiki is pretty easy to get around. We also have Viki bikes. So these are like kind of the city bikes that you could rent. Um, I think it's just like a couple of bucks and they have them everywhere. So you can, you know, rent them in one spot and then you can just ride to your destination and put them back, you know, in a different spot. There's also scooters. So the kind where you could stand up and ride the motorized ones. And then there's there's also actual scooters, <laughs> where you could like, you know, rent like a little scooter bike. I see a lot of people doing that as well, but there's no helmet law here. So I see a lot of tourists riding without helmets and, and the locals too. And I, I'm always just like, Oh my God, it's so dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Be careful. You don't like the last thing you want you need is like stitches on your head when you're trying to enjoy like a beach vacation. Yeah. totally. <laughs> so as far as when we're there visiting, you know, obviously there's, there's the lush part of the, of the, the Island. There's the, the kind of the busy area that we talked about, like in the, in the core, there's obviously the beach as well. Where should we plan on staying as far as like looking for a hotel or Airbnb? So my suggestion would be if it's your first time in uh, Honolulu, I would totally suggest doing like going to Waikiki and just doing the whole tourist thing and just experiencing it because Waikiki Beach is beautiful. It's easy to get around. The beach is right there. There's like hotels just lined up on the beach. And, you know, there's lots of things to eat in terms of like quick things that you could pick up, like a musubi or sandwich. There's tons of brunch places around as well as, you know, higher end. You'll find tons of places for like Japanese food. So if you really like sushi and fish and seafood, there's tons of that concentrated in Waikiki. If you've been to Honolulu already, maybe it's like your second time or maybe you've never been here and you just don't want to experience like a lot of tourists and you just kind of want to see more of like what the locals do. I would suggest not staying in Waikiki and maybe going out a little bit. So there's a spot called uh, the North Shore, which is about 45 minutes, half an hour, 45 minutes without traffic from the Waikiki area. And North Shore is just a lot more country. So there's Less to do, like you won't find a big mall there. It's just more like one road. <laughs> one road goes this way and one road goes that way. And there's cute little coffee shops and they have uh, these amazing food trucks. There's a really good shrimp truck out that way. It's just more quiet. It's not to say that there's no tourists there because there definitely are. Um, but it's just less hustle and bustle. For sure. You're going to have a better ratio of like locals to tourists versus in the more touristy spots like Waikiki for sure. Right. 
So, all right, uh, let's talk about some of the things to do. Cause you know, obviously, like you mentioned, if, if it's your first time, you're going to want to hit some of like the major touristy things to just kind of be able to check them off your list, but probably want to be able to do those really quick and enjoy them and then move on and, and get a little deeper experience. And I think that's one of the things you really want to be able to talk about. So let's talk about real quick, a couple of the, the things that people talk about when you come to visit, there's like the diamond head hike, which I think a lot of people do. And it's, it's got great views or whatever, but it, I think it's, it's kind of crowded and it's pretty steep and you're just next to everybody, right? Uh, on, on the hike going up and down. Yeah. So I did the diamond head hike when I was just a tourist and I was really disappointed. You're basically like ants going up a mountain and everybody is so close to each other that you can't, you basically cannot pass the person in front of you. You're just in a line walking up the mountain. I think the views are great, but I think there's beautiful views on a ton of other hikes around Honolulu and way less crowded. You don't have to like stand in a line. I think you also have to pay to do Diamond Head. I think you have to pay like a couple bucks to get in and then to also park. If you have to do it, for sure, go do it. (laughs) But this is just me because I tend to like shy away from things that are like overly crowded. Yeah, I would say Diamond Head hike is probably not my favorite. It's very touristy. So beyond that, like, okay, we we do that one just so we can say we did it because you don't want to go all the way to Hawaii and maybe not not do it, right? <laughs> but if we want like a little bit better experience, a little bit better views, a little bit less crowded, what would we do instead? So I would suggest doing the pillbox hike. So this one is a relatively short hike in Kailua. It usually takes me about 40 minutes, 45 minutes to go up and down. It can be a little bit steep, but I've seen little kids, I've seen toddlers do it. So it's great for families. When you get to the top, even before you get to the top, you pretty much get like 360 views of all of Kailua, like the Honolulu area. It's beautiful. Oh, nice, nice. Another one that I heard that was like a similar where it's a really good experience and it has fantastic views is the Aya Loop. Yes, Aya Loop Trail is one of my favorites. There's a lot of up and down. So I think elevation gain on that is about 1500 feet. And it's a loop. It's about five miles for the whole thing, but it's way less touristy than say Diamond Head or even Cocoa Head too. But uh, it's my favorite hike. It's very, very shaded. So that's key. It just has like incredible views of the ocean. It's not, the ocean is kind of more in the distance, but you can still see it. And I would say it's more of like a foresty kind of a hike. It's a great workout. For sure. It sounds like it'd be a good thing. Like if you're going to go there during like those peak you know, summer months, getting into a spot like that, where you're going to have some of the shade is going to be key. That way you're not going to like pass out on the, on the trail. <laughs> totally. And it happens more than you would think. Like get like tourist hikers that don't know what they're doing or don't know where they're going. They have to get helicoptered out. Oh, wow. That stuff makes the news like daily <laughs> in the summers. And <laughs> it's, it's definitely like unfortunate and probably like expensive to get helicoptered out. So uh, yeah, for sure. Like know where you're going and um, you know, certain hikes can get muddy as well. So it does rain in Hawaii in the, in the summers. So like Aia Loop, for example, can get pretty sticky in some parts because it is so lush and like jungly. 
So definitely come with hiking poles and your boots if it's uh, rainy. And then if you're like a serious hiker and you want like a workout, do Cocoa Head. Uh, You got to do it at least once. It's like, a total workout, your thighs will be burning for like a week (laughs) after, but you get the best views of Honolulu. So basically Cocoa Head is, they're just stairs. I think it was like an old railway that used to go up to the top of the mountain. And so it's just steps that take you all the way up to the top and start early because it does tend to get crowded. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Now, when you're talking about like the mud and, and getting stuck and everything like that, one thing that I, I did a little reading on is like the, okay, I'm going to mess up this name, the the <laughs> Makapu'u Lighthouse? Yes. That one has like a paved trail, right? Yes. This one's great for families. I see people, old people, young people, kids doing it, and it's paved the whole way, which is great. And it's pretty short. I would say it's like maybe less than a mile for the whole thing, but you also get fantastic views. Parking can be a little hairy. So, uh, you know, again, just getting to places early. And when I say early, I mean like 8 a.m., 7.30 if you can, 8 a.m. Plus you can avoid some of that, the blazing hot sun. Because, oh, yeah. yeah, the sun here is no joke. It gets hot at like nine nine in the morning. So, well, the good thing is like, you know, if we're coming from you, know, even from California or like further East, like me in Nashville, we got the jet lag and everything like that we're going to be waking up early anyways. So you already have that kind of as like a benefit, you know, as far as waking up early, use that to your advantage and go out there and, and get out to the, the trails before anybody else does. Yeah, totally. I will also add to that and say that you will also be crashing out very early. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially if you're doing some of these hikes, man, you're going to be super tired and, and ready to pass out and take a little nap. I know. Come six o'clock, you'll be like, why am I so tired? <laughs> <laughs> well, another thing uh, that seemed really cool is if you want to learn a little bit more about the history of Hawaii and like the, the locals, so like that, there's like a really cool palace. Yes. So this is the Iolani Palace. I'm just a total history dork. So I I love stuff like this. And it's a total must do if you're on the island because you basically get a tour of the palace, which sits right in the middle of downtown. You can do the audio tour, which is what I did. So you put on some headphones and then you just kind of move from place to place within the palace. And you really get to understand like what happened back in the day. And, and for me, like, I really started to like connect all the street names here (laughs) that were, that were linked to royalty. I'm like, Oh, okay. That's who that person was. And, and so, yeah, I I think it's, uh, it won't take up your full day. It'll maybe, you know, maybe like an hour, hour and a half. And it's just something to do just to learn a little bit more about the, the culture. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, uh, we only got a couple of minutes left, but I know that like food is a really big thing uh, when they go to visit Hawaii. Like you got all the, obviously all the fresh fish and you have like the local flavors and everything like that. Like what are a few places that people should visit when, when they're there to kind of get that true experience? Yeah. So I love sushi. So I, I tend to um, gravitate to this place called Sushi E. It's a little pricey, but you know, it's definitely worth it for some fresh fish. I also really love soba noodles. Um, There's a place called Inaba. They don't take reservations. The wait will probably be like half an hour or so for lunch. But when I first went there, I seriously felt like I was in Japan. The noodles are freshly made in-house. They also serve sushi there. It's a really good place to go. And then a couple of other places... 
They aren't necessarily Hawaiian local food, but it's just so good that you have to try it. One is called Himalayan Kitchen, which is Nepalese food. The restaurant is just super cute. There's an outdoor dining area. And then there's a spot that I go to. It's called Layahi. And they serve kind of like vegetarian, vegan bowls, and they have smoothies. And it's super cheap. And they have a couple locations around Honolulu. It's it's really good. Right on. Like good, cheap and good for you. Like the perfect combination. Yeah. Now, I know that like plate lunches are like a big thing in Hawaii. Where would you recommend for that? Oh, yes. So there's a place called Highway Inn. And it's totally delicious and totally affordable. Again, I don't think they take reservations. So you kind of got to go there and just wait if you go during, you know, peak breakfast, lunch, dinner times. And they serve all three, by the way. Their menu is crazy. You can get anything from like squid to beef to pork. It's like the go-to place here. And then I would suggest if you're into desserts, you have to get the haupia there. Halpia is like a Hawaiian dessert made from uh, coconut milk, but Highway Inn has the best halpia. Oh, wow. That sounds amazing. Now, there's another place that's like a bakery or something that that I heard about. Like I guess one of the oldest places there in Honolulu that's really good for for, uh, desserts as well. Yeah. I think you're talking about Liliha Bakery. They have a couple locations. They've been around for probably like 50 years. And then obviously, like everybody goes to Leonard's Bakery. They serve hot malasadas. And if you don't know what malasadas are, it's kind of like a big donut hole. Basically, it's fried bread with sugar on the outside. And so people go nuts over that. And I see the line just like going down the street outside (laughs) of Leonard's almost every day. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, who can turn that down? (laughs) (laughs) Well, right on. Well, Claire, I really appreciate you sharing all these amazing tips for Honolulu. I've been there, but I've missed on a lot of these different places. I got to go back and like check them all out. But now it's time for the final countdown. If somebody only had time for one meal when they visited Honolulu, where would they go and what should they eat? Oh my gosh. I have to reiterate Highway Inn. It's totally delicious and totally affordable. Like it's a solid place. Nice. And uh, what should they order? Oh, I would say... So I would say like the pulled pork Hawaiian combo plate. Oh, nice. That sounds amazing. Now, uh, you said you've been in Honolulu about a year and a half. Uh, I'm sure you had like a lot of cool experiences and we can probably read about a lot of them on your blog, which we'll talk about in a minute. But uh, what's one of your most memorable stories of being there? Oh, I would say buying a condo with my sister. At the time when we purchased, condos were just going flying off the shelves. Just like before it even hits the market, it would just people would be buying them up all cash. But our real estate agent, she's just a hustler. And she said that the owner of our of the condo that we ended up purchasing was Korean and I'm Korean. And he liked the fact that my sister and I were both Korean. So um, yeah, he gave us a deal and I wrote him a letter thanking him. And it just was a moment for me because uh, it's my first time buying something and buying it in Hawaii. I don't know. It just it just felt really nice. That's so awesome. I know you're, and we'll talk about this in a minute, like you're kind of like that nomadic life a little bit right now. So it's nice to have those, plant those roots a little bit, but still have like that freedom to be able to kind of travel and enjoy yourself. Yeah, yeah, totally. My sister and I are like, yeah, so when we're like super old and we want to retire in Hawaii, at least we'll have a place to go. (laughs) For sure. And, you know, like especially in a hyper competitive like real estate market, you got to use every angle that you can to like get like the advantage to be able to buy your property. So 
That's really cool. Now, speaking of good times and happy memories, uh, where's the happiest happy hour in Honolulu? I would say Duke's in Waikiki. That place is always popping. It's super, super popular. You can get anything from a beer to a cocktail.、Um, their burgers are really good. And then there's also another spot if you're kind of adverse to like super, super crowded places. There's a spot called Mai Tai's at the Ala Moana Mall. And it's like outdoors, so you get the breeze, and they play music, live music there. And、uh, yeah, those are two really good places. Oh, and there's another spot that I really like. It's a little bit outside of the main Honolulu area. It's called Restaurant 604. It's a little past the Pearl Harbor area, but that place is amazing for the sunset and live music. Oh, nice. Now, one of the things I always do whenever I travel is、uh, check out the local pizza. Uh, what's the best place for pepperoni pizza in, in Honolulu? J. Dolan's, hands down.、Uh, what type of pizza do they have, like as far as it, like, thin crust, thick crust? I would say they are known for thin crust and、uh, they have everything. I would say by far it's the best in Honolulu. Perfect. Now, you have your travel site, you write about all your experiences and you know, really good tips as far as being able to travel and, and save money on it. What's one of your best travel tips that, that, that you've、uh, experienced? So, if you're going to come to Honolulu, I think the biggest tip is to make reservations at restaurants, even if you think it's not going to be busy. Just because it's just the nature of being here. <laughs> like, it's all about just making that reservation ahead of time. And then、um, the other two tips, big tips, revolve around driving and walking. So, Please, please don't jaywalk. It's a big no no here.、Um, and then also, if you're gonna rent a car, drive the speed limit, which is 50 miles an hour on the freeway. It's island life, people. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you know, we're, we're so used to our like, city world of, of driving fast and like, rushing between places, we kind of forget to ease off the gas a little bit and enjoy ourselves when we're on vacation. And like you said, especially on, when you're kind of like on island time, you gotta chill out and. You know, you don't want to get a ticket to ruin your, ruin your experience, you know? Yeah, I know. And it's like, you know, you're on vacation. Where are you, where are you rushing to? <laughs> <laughs> For sure. So, though, Claire, I know you have、uh, your website called Claire's Holiday and you document your travels there and provide a lot of really great tips, but also you, you freelance write and edit and everything else.、Uh, can you tell the audience a little bit more about that and what else you do? Yeah, for sure. So,、uh, like you said, you can see some of my travels on claresholiday.com. It's just a fun little way that I write about you know, places I've been and more meaningful takeaways, I guess.、Um, so, I've been doing that since 2017. So, you can also find me on my Substack or subscribe to my newsletter. My Substack is at claretac.com. Substack.com and it's called Memoir Junkie Wannabe Writer. And、uh, basically, I'm working on my first book. I am documenting my journey and what I'm doing and how I'm doing it and what I'm learning. So it's been really fun doing that. That's so awesome. Yeah. Everybody has a book inside them, it's just a way of like, getting it out. So hopefully, like being able to read your memoir there and like, follow along, hopefully that'll inspire somebody else to be able to get their book out of them and, and out on, on pages so they can read it as well. Yeah. And then my other website is just more professional. So that's claretac.com. And that's where I 
write about things that are happening professionally in my life. I write for some fintech companies, uh, mostly based in Silicon Valley. And then my Instagram, it's Claire809, and that's Claire with a K. That's not how I spell my name, but I just did it that way so I didn't have to, (laughs) so that I (laughs) could use the name without having to add like more weird numbers behind it. Oh, I don't know for if sure. that makes sense. Yeah. No, that's all good. That's all good. Well, right on. Well, Claire, I really appreciate you sharing all these amazing tips. I learned a lot about Honolulu and I'm sure the listeners did as well. And we look forward to seeing you when we travel there. Yeah. Thanks for having me on your podcast. What an awesome conversation with Claire. Hawaii's landscape is so unique to anything you can find in the United States. It's no wonder that it's such a popular tourist destination. You can find all the links we talked about today and our one-page guide of Claire's tips at wetravelthere.com forward slash Honolulu. We want to say thank you to AwardWalt for being today's affiliate partner. It's my favorite way to track airline miles, hotel points, and other loyalty programs. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash AwardWallet to start your free account today. Join us next time as we visit Chihuahua, Mexico to speak with my new friend Juan Pablo Carvajal of losmagosoto.com. In this episode, Juan Pablo and I talk about taking the trolley tour of the city, visiting the Metropolitan Cathedral Chihuahua, and finding a speakeasy hidden within the juice bar. We hope you join us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and tell them what you like most. Make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast app. That way you won't miss any of our upcoming destinations. <laughs>